0: in this short podcast series we're focusing on the events of Jesus's final week through the last few chapters of Mark's gospel today's devotional was written by Jacob Parton today is Good Friday and our reading is Mark chapter 15 verses 1 to 39
1: Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders, the teachers of the law and the whole Sanhedrin made their plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. You have said so, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again Pilate asked him, Aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still made no reply, and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom at the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the insurrectionists who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did, ''Do you want me to release you, the king of the Jews?'' asked Pilate, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas instead. ''What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews?'' Pilate asked them. ''Crucify him!'' they shouted. ''Why? What crime has he committed?'' asked Pilate but they shouted all the louder crucify him wanting to satisfy the crowd Pilate released Barabbas to them he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified the soldiers led Jesus away into the palace that is the praetorium and called together the whole company of soldiers they put a purple robe on him It was nine in the morning when they crucified him. The written notice of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. They crucified two rebels with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, So, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, come down from the cross and save yourself. In the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law mocked him among themselves. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. Let this Messiah, this King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those crucified with him also heaped insults on him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, Listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink.
0: Here, the hopes of the disciples and the crowds are dashed. How can a dead Messiah overthrow the Romans? He can't. The crowds choose to free Barabbas, whose murderous revolutionary tendencies contrast heavily with Jesus' refusal to fight the Romans at his arrest. In this very moment, When Jesus seems most abandoned by his followers, and potentially even by God, as darkness symbolically falls over the whole land, suddenly there is a confession of Jesus' real identity. Surely this man was the Son of God. In Mark chapter 10, a few chapters before our reading for today, the disciples James and John ask Jesus if they can be seated at his right and left when he comes into his glory. Jesus proceeds to teach them about the heart of self-giving service, pointing to his own purpose fulfilled on Good Friday, saying, Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Furthermore, he says that the positions of who will be at his right and left in his glory are reserved for others. The cross is Jesus' moment of glory and at his right and left are two crucified rebels. Here is the establishment of his kingdom based on his self-giving love and the gift of forgiveness for each one of us. In the passage we heard, Jesus is dressed with an ornate robe and a crown of thorns. He's mockingly called Messiah, King of Israel, and King of the Jews. Roman soldiers bow before him in false reverence. Ironically, The soldiers and the crowds in their mockery actually proclaim the truth. Jesus is king. God's kingdom is coming. They just didn't expect it like this. Jesus' cry, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? is just one of many quotes from Psalm 22 found in Mark 15. We're clearly made to interpret Jesus' crucifixion through this psalm. We cannot deny the agony that Jesus and the psalm writer experienced, nor should we. Yet I cannot help but notice Psalm 22, verse 24. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. Pain and loss are not alien to any of us. Yet God knows exactly what it means to suffer. When we see Jesus crucified, we're seeing God crucified. We can take hope in the fact God has not even spared himself from such suffering, but entered into the deepest darkness of human experience. He hears our cry for help and never turns his face from us. Welcome the presence of Jesus through his Holy Spirit. Know that he is here with you now. Take a few moments to reflect on the mystery of the cross and on these words from the theologian Stanley Howe The Word that was in the beginning, the Word that was with God, the Word through whom all things came into being, the Word that shines in the darkness, the Word that assumed our flesh, suffering even unto death, is God. Thank God that he will never abandon us, but that he enters into the middle of our suffering with us. Ask him to reveal himself in the midst of anything you may be going through right now. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are the crucified God. You are beyond our understanding, but we know that you are good, trustworthy and faithful to us. Thank you that you never hide your face from us, but are always with us through your Spirit. Amen.